Hey, ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? Um, this is your boy, Highlight Real, a.k.a. The Botch King. Uh, before we get started on today's show, I want to take this time to address a serious matter that's been going on in the world of professional wrestling right now. Um, up-and-coming WWE NXT talent Jordan Miles has recently called out Vince McMahon and Triple H with his current merch that has aired on WWE Shop. And to those of you who have not seen it, I highly encourage that you go on the WWE Shop or head to Jordan Miles' Twitter. Um, go to GoGo Miles. And when you go on his Twitter, just look at the shirt. It is a black T-shirt. And basically, it's in the form of what you would call a blackface. Literally, it's his name in the form of a smile with red coating around the words, the white, le the white letters uh, in his name. It's encoded in like red and basically makes kind of like a genuine black lip smile kind of face. Uh, and, and, and really, Jordan Miles is highly standing up for himself because he feels that presentation and representation is important. And as a young black man, and of course, my guest with me as well, being an African-American and just all of us, you know, in the pro wrestling community, what I love about it is it's never about what color you are or where you come from. Generally in the pro wrestling world, we look at it as one big family because the common factor that we have is the world of professional wrestling. When we go to these arenas, when we go to these conventions, there are people from everywhere, from different ethnic backgrounds, different cultures, different beliefs. And when it comes to that world of pro wrestling, none of that ever matters. You know, in that moment, it's just who we're cheering for, who we love, who we love to see perform. And, uh, you know, and, and, and really just enjoying the atmosphere together as fans of pro wrestling. But as an African-American male, when you see something that offensive, it really alerts the mind a lot. And I'm not going to lie to you guys when I say upon stumbling upon, upon that post this morning, I was pretty upset. And I was upset. Usually I don't get too upset about a lot of different racial things, but one of those was definitely very disturbing to me because of the fact that Vince McMahon and, dare I say, even Triple H, for them to approve of such a merchandise to just go out onto their merchandise site like that is is very alarming, you know, because whether they meant harm by it or not, certain things should go through stages, you know? I mean, I realize that we're in a generation that some people look at as, oh, we're too sensitive or, man, you know, what's what's the issue, you know? But there are certain things that, there are certain things that I feel cross the line a little bit. And when you see a shirt that kind of gives the image of a black face, uh, you know, it, it really, really just alerts your antennas and it makes you say, is that really how you view us? Or is that really what you think of us? I mean, 
in the world of professional wrestling, the black athletes, yes, I get it, usually are more charismatic at times. Uh, Jordan Miles has a very charismatic-like smile. Uh, and I get that that's what they were going with that as far as he's a man who has a great charismatic smile and they want to market that. But there's just certain things you should kind of stay away from. And, and you could have just, you know, kept it pretty simple, you know, used his name and maybe put a cool little design. But when you do it in a way where it seems and comes off as offensive to the black community, that is not okay, WWE. And I just want to say shame on you for that. And I really hope that it didn't come off the way that it seemed to come off. I hope that it was just an honest mistake on you guys' part. But if not, and Vince McMahon, that's truly what you think of African-American talent. Or dare I say even you, Triple H, if that's what you think about African-American talent. Uh, as a voice in the pro wrestling community, I just want to say that I'm praying for you guys and I really hope that God deals with you guys in a way where you can actually see. Because in the world of wrestling, race should never be that widely awakened. You know, it should never be a thing. Uh, because even with the Latino community, when you see the Rey Mysterios, the Cain Velasquez, and so many more of Latin and Latin descent, uh, you know, even for them, it really broadens my senses when I see how you guys view the Latin community as just these luchadors or just these, you know, typical, stereotypical kind of Latin-like presences, you know. And so I have to, I just wanted to start off the show and address it in a serious matter and just say, uh, if you're listening and you're African-American, please, please go on Twitter, support Jordan Miles. Uh, his, his, his username is GoGoMiles. And if you go and just support what he's doing because he is constantly retweeting the picture of his recent shirt and he wants people to see and he wants his voice to be heard. Mr. Miles, I just want you to know that your voice is heard. Uh, we hear you and uh, we are definitely behind you 100% and it is not okay. So WWE, shame on you and definitely do better, please. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's that time. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? Well then, for the duel in attendance and the millions listening at home, let's get ready to botch it. Hey, y'all, how's it going? This is your boy, Highlight Real, a.k.a. The Botch King. And you already know what time it is. It's another episode of Life's a Botch. And I know we missed you on last week. We had a bit of a bye week last week, so please excuse. But we'd like to say thank you for tuning in. Episode three. Count it. One, two, three. This is the three count. The third episode of Life's a Botch. I've got a very, very dope show ahead of you on today. I got a real, real personal, personal loving guest 
on the show today, and I cannot wait to bring him on board for you guys. But, um, man, it is great to be back. Like I said, we had a bit of a bye week last week. Um, busy weekend for your boy. Busy weekend for my producer, Mr. Derek Meyer. Shout out to him for also just helping me create such dope content for you guys. Uh, if you're a first-time listener, be sure that you log on and head to the Facebook group, Life's a Botch, Life's a Botch podcast. Make sure you tune in. Make sure you shout yourself out and say, hey, I'm a first-time listener, so I can shout you out on next week's show and uh, so forth and so forth. If you're an Advent listener and you are continuously listening, make sure you shout yourself out too so I can know that you're out here listening to the content because we love you guys here at the Life's a Botch podcast. And we also want to thank those from the OTS family who is also listening in because we love you guys as well. And uh, it's beautiful to be here. That being said, let's get right into it. Uh, we got some wrestling news that we're going to cover real quick. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, get started with a little bit of wrestling news. I'm going to keep it kind of brief. Uh, now, as I mentioned to you guys earlier with that serious segment, uh, we're going to kick it off with Jordan Miles as he called out Vince McMahon and Triple H over the merchandise. For uh, As you know, he had a new shirt debut, and uh, it was very, very, uh, let's just say, controversial. And so um, he does not feel that it is okay. And uh, he is definitely protesting that new merchandise of his to let them know that that is definitely not good representation. So to every wrestling promotion out there, I just want you to know, indie or pro level, it does not matter. When you're putting out merchandise of your talent, please, 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 please at least let your talent see it. Please let them give their approval. There's a thing called pro wrestling tees. You know, I mean, WWE doesn't seem to really condone much of that for their current talent, and I kind of hate that. But nonetheless, pro wrestling tees, at least when you know you got a graphic designer on deck who can do a design that that talent likes. And, if, and, and you know, if you're listening and you're an indie promoter or something, if you need a graphic designer... Holler at my producer, my man, Derek Myers. He can probably even hook up something fire for you. You know what I mean? So just make sure promotions all across the land, please, if you're going to come out with something, please make sure that you get some approval or at least get some uh, extra helping hands, somebody that can just, you know, don't get a yes man on your team and just be like, yeah, man, I'm just going to put this shirt out and I think the people are going to like it. They're going to buy it. It's going to get that talent over. Uh, and then you put it out and they look ridiculous in it and and the, and the talent doesn't like it. They're frustrated and fans are frustrated and it's just a bunch of chaos. We don't want that. Please, please, please. So word to the wise. And uh, that being said, we're going to go on to the next bit of news. Um, Jim Ross says that Becky Lynch is the most over talent in WWE. Mm. He said, as he should, <clears throat> And she said, nothing but respect, JR. You're an amazing announcer. So go down to the locker room and announce, whoop your whole woman's, and I'll whoop your whole women's division and on any given twice on Sundays. So <laughs> once again, Becky Lynch being total troll Becky Lynch. She's always amazing when it comes to her Twitter responses, knowing that Mr. Jim Ross is 
as you know, an AEW announcer. And so it's kind of funny to see how, uh, once again, she bests Seth Rollins with his Twitter, and she really just manages to still be over. Now, Jim Ross, say what you will, um, I would say he's got a point there. I mean, technically, he's not wrong. She is kind of really out there for WWE right now. She is what you would call the face of the company in a way. I mean, you've been seeing her all on Fox. You've been seeing her on your favorite Good Morning America or a little bit of everywhere, ESPN. I mean, you name it. I mean, any major mainstream type of uh, media, WWE can get themselves into. The first person they seem to put in there is Miss Becky Lynch, the man, Becky Lynch. I mean, she's even on the cover of uh, WWE 2K20 with Mr. Roman Reigns. Don't forget that. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, it's it's debatable. Maybe you guys, if you're listening, maybe you have a difference of opinion in that. Maybe my guest has a difference in opinion on that. We'll find out. But, uh, hey, Jim Ross, you know, uh, way to chip off the old block there, sir. Uh, man, I'm pretty sure that's going to be interesting to see. And too bad we never really could see Miss Becky Lynch come in AEW one good time and, uh, quote, unquote, dominate the women's division and slipe everyone twice on Sundays. I'd love to see an interaction with her and Nyla Rose and see how that turns out. Um, nonetheless, moving on, guys. Speaking of WWE 2K20, um, so as you guys know, WWE 2K20 came out October the 22nd. And uh, yeah, let's just say it has been very uh, glitchy. Very, very glitchy. Apparently, there have been a lot of reports about the game and how glitchy it has been. I have heard things such as Kevin Owens winning by pinfall in a Money in the Bank ladder match. Go figure. Uh, things such as superstars' hair coming off of their heads uh, and just all kinds of glitchy little patches, which is typical in the 2K universe. Seeing as how NBA 2K20 has kind of had similar patch issues. 2K, let me just say, I don't know if you guys have gotten ahead of yourselves. I don't know if you've just been smelling yourselves a little too much. Maybe you guys are just so caught up in paying so much money for promotion that your commercials have been better than your actual games itself lately. I don't know what you guys have been up to lately. Uh, I heard there was a disagreement where Ukes left and departed the company after working with wrestling games for so long, they are actually going to work on their own wrestling game. Uh, and so 2K had to go back to an older engine from like PlayStation 1 or PlayStation 2. Uh, fans have been complaining about the graphics, saying that the graphics from this year in 2K20 to last year in 2K19 have actually gone backwards and they're not as good as they were. Um, so yeah. And then of course there was the SmackDown edition of the game where you got an autograph poster of edge or an autograph, uh, photo of edge, which fans were also getting that. And they were saying they got a photo of edge, but no autograph, uh, edge commented on his Twitter page and 
mentioned that he will um, take care of that issue for fans who paid for that and did not get their autographed photo. Uh, he is going to personally P.O. Box and send them out to those who got that edition. So make sure you're following Edge on Twitter so that you can let him know, hey, I did not get my copy with your uh, autographed photo, and he will take care of that. Way to go, Rated R Superstar. You're a real MVP for that. Nonetheless, WWE 2K20, you, my friend, get the botch of the week. Yes, that's right. There you have it, folks. The botch of the week goes to WWE 2K20. Get it together, guys. Get it together. Okay, in other news, we have a new AEW signing, Anthony O-O-Go. I hope I said your name right, brother. If not, the botch of the week also goes to me for mispronouncing your last name there. Nonetheless, he shows off a funny selfie with MJF. Wade Barrett comments on that photo. And uh, from the looks of this photo, guys, let's just say it looks kind of creepy. I'm not even going to lie to you. But uh, it's almost like MJF just got slayed by this guy or something. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of funny when we see how over MJF is right now. Doesn't look that over right now in this photo. But uh, I'm going to repost that on the uh, Life's a Botch podcast group. And I'm going to let you guys uh, kind of put your own meme to that because it's definitely meme worthy. Okay, also moving on, we have former WWE Divas champion, Caitlyn. Yes, that's right, the lovely Caitlyn, who is still wrestling, guys. She is back in the pro wrestling ring. Uh, she won a title in South Africa, so she is now a champion down in South Africa. Shout out to Miss Caitlyn. She is now adding to her championship resume and uh, best of luck to you as you are going forth. Now, um, currently, that does it for this week's edition of news. I don't want to keep my guests waiting on today, guys. So without further ado, allow me to introduce my guest of the evening. He is my moose. Ooze. So. I said ooze. So, hey, come on now. I want to introduce you guys to my brother from another, my oos from the, well, juice. <laughs> my oos <laughs> with the juice. There we go. That's my oos with the juice. With the juice. I, I, I got like a new character. You guys, come on now. He got a new character. You see how we do? <laughs> That's what we do. I like to introduce you guys to an up and coming pro wrestling talent. You heard it here first. This brother is coming and rising on the ranks. You guys look out for him because I guarantee you within the next few years, you will see him shining through the indie pro wrestling circuits and, dare I say, on the big stage of either AEW or WWE, whichever <laughs> comes to mind, we shall find out in due time. Y'all, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for my brother, Darren Fowley. What's hey, good? hey, I might need to use you as my advocate. I think you might be the <laughs> next Paul Heyman, bro. <laughs> hey, man, listen, at any given moment, whatever you need, brother, I am here. The highlight reel is here to supply every need to what you got going on in store. So, brother, you just let me know when, where, and I am there, brother. I got you. Right, we're going to make it happen, man. We're going to make it happen, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, talk to the audience, man. Tell them how you're feeling. Tell them a little bit about yourself and uh, what got you into pro wrestling, what you love about pro wrestling, and what made you want to go into the career of pro wrestling. 
Well, if I'm telling how I'm feeling, I'm going to be pretty honest, kind of tired, kind of tired from work, you guys. <laughs> but it's always great energy to be talking to my ooh. So it, it always brings back that fun, loving energy, especially when it's about pro wrestling. You know, it's, it's a it's a diehard passion of mine. Uh, I got into pro wrestling. Man, problem when I was in diapers at the age of one. You know, because growing up in the house with my mom as a rock fan, which highlight gonna really love hearing <laughs> it. Uh, and my dad being a Stone Cold Mark Henry fan, but you know, as a baby, you can't really choose. You know, you just watch right. it. You watch it. I think around 2006, it was uh, the year of Cena and Edge. And that TLC match, when I tell you, that TLC match from Unforgiven. And Toronto yeah. and Edge hometown, bro, it just did something to me. I always been a Cena fan, like I said. I've been watching when I was once. So I seen him on TV through the basic thugonomics, through my his debut against Kurt Angle. It was just with mm-hmm. that match right there, just show what he what he told Kurt Angle from day one. His ruthless aggression pushed him. Mm. So that 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 got me into pro wrestling, but it's like. At that time, it was strictly you no know, WWE. Now, mind you, I was watching TNA. That's when TNA was blowing up with the, just with the signing of Christian, with the signing of Kurt Angle, uh, you know, their original stars, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. But, you know, WWE was always that big thing, that main, the main mm-hmm. show, basically. The uh-huh. pinnacle. The pinnacle, basically, in the business. So... It was around 2013. I was hearing about AJ Styles, uh, mm. that his impact his impact contract was coming to an end. So I'm like, well, he have to become WWE because at that time, independent wrestling wasn't like that huge thing as it is now. Like CM Punk in 2011 made some sparks when he said Ring of Honor, but it mm-hmm. wasn't that huge thing just yet. Um. And then when I found out he went to New Japan, I said, okay, let me check out New Japan. They introduced me to Machine Gun Kelly, everybody know now, Carl Anderson, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. uh, Luke Gallows, when he was at Doc, uh, and Finn Balor, I sent his old work in New Japan, Shinsuke Nakamura, and the Bullet Club itself, if I had to... Ah, yes. The Bullet Club is still like, like when AJ, when Finn Balor, you know, Finn Balor made it what it is today, made it popular. It's mm-hmm. just like when they signed AJ Styles, you knew things was finna change in, in the industry. You know, like, it was no longer just WWE and Impact. You know, Impact was on its dying wheels at that time. It made you open your eyes. And then when AJ Styles went to Ring of Honor, it was just like, it was just more, just more information driven into my mind. So while watching that, I remember just, I mean, one day, it was 2014. Yeah, 2014. I was talking about doing professional wrestling. It was at that very moment. And one day in 2014, I said, I'm going to be a professional wrestler. <clears throat> you know what I mean? I said, I'm going to do it. No more just no, yeah, I'm going to do it. No, it was... I'm going to do this at this set time, do this at this set time, do this at this set time. Of course, over the time, the plan changed, but the one main goal never changed, and that's being a huge professional wrestler in this industry. And mm-hmm. I'm not just wrestling for the money. Of course, I know you're going to need to survive. I'm wrestling because I love it. It's a kid who's watching this, and that's how I was. 
I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I was a kid who fell in love with something that that's not necessarily the norm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. like the main guy who really inspired me was John Cena. I said, I, I know probably a lot of Cena haters probably watching this. John Cena changed the industry for life. Mm. And then when, then when I went back to watch the older stuff, I got more into Triple H, got more into Shawn Michaels. And, and like, t- honestly, the one of the main guys that got me into actually watching the craft was Shawn Michaels and Billy Gunn. Those two guys was just in ring, in ring, the, minus the characters, in ring, mm-hmm. man, they made magic. They made every move just seem like they were flowing. And like I said, I want to do that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I want to make the fans just like, this guy is a technical wrestler. Like, this guy, is he has what it takes. So just just to go back and watch the, the men who inspired me to do this, it's awesome. Like, like I, I want to start up an NWO. I want to start up a new NWO. So you listen now, Darren Farley going to start up a new NWO and change the industry. That's mm. a promise. That's Ooh. a promise. That's you heard it promise. right here. You heard it right here first, ladies and gentlemen. My man, my man, my man, the almighty Darren Farley said that he's going to start the new NWO. He is coming. My man looks I'm like coming. money. He smells like money. And guess what? He is money. The I'm man coming. of the hour. So, so Triple H, Triple H, I know you're going to be still around. Now, that little click hand signal. Yeah, you go ahead, pass on the copyrights to me. Ain't no sis and deceased for me. I'm not the young bucks. So you can pass it on to me now. You know what I mean? Go ahead, give me the full rights of it. Because, like, it's just because I want to show tribute. That's, that's all it's about. Everything I do is showing tribute with my own personal twist to it. Like, my own way, so you won't be seeing, like, oh, he's just a Triple H knockoff. He's just a John Cena knockoff. He's a Shawn Michaels No, I want to twist my way in it. That could be like, wow, we can see how Shawn Michaels was an instrument of him building his own skill. So, things coming, man. Just I just leave it all in that ring. I, training is, is so much fun. Uh, shout out to the Soul Taker. He's a famous independent uh, Memphis wrestler shot him like this man is putting knowledge in my head slowly and, and I just can't wait. It's been a minute since I trained due to you know work and everything, but I stay in conversation with him. He knows as soon as I come back, he's not gonna get ring rust, he's not gonna get 50, 40 percent, he's gonna get the full 1000 percent from me. Mm, man. That is awesome. Shout out to, indeed, the Soul Taker. Memphis's finest, by the way, just in case we did not mention that in the intro, this is my brother from my hometown of Memphis, Tennessee, home of Jerry the King Lala himself. Yes, sir. Memphis's finest. Therefore, this is definitely my Memphis brother. And um, yeah, man, speaking of which, go ahead and tell the audience, because you are my first official guest that is mm-hmm. in between the ropes and and definitely we would have to you know uh, we definitely need to get your trainer in on, on the show as well so of course we can talk experience about what it's like uh training a superstar but from your experience as a trainee and uh you know going from being a fan to actually becoming 
and training to become a pro wrestler. Talk to the audience on what that experience is like. Tell them, you know, what is, especially to those out there listening who may not even necessarily be a fan of pro wrestling, but they always wondered what it is about pro wrestling, like as far as separating the real from the uh, quote unquote, I'm not going to say the F word because that's what Mm -hmm. the common fan says. So let's just say the choreographed or the the stage portion uh, in performance. Go ahead and talk to the audience about that process for you and just in general to anybody who steps into the squirrel circle for the first time. Okay, so like the two things, the two quotes I'm going to take from big superstars in this industry have been doing different time periods, but it, it reconnects with you, sure. Okay. Uh, when Edge retired in 2011, the first thing he said in his retirement speech that some people think that WWE is smoke and mirrors, mm. that, that, that it doesn't hurt. But he can tell you right now it does. And 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 when you get inside that ring, you you just want to do everything you see on TV. It's not like, all right, get in the ring, have a five-star match. It's, it's you got to crawl before you walk. It's step mm-hmm. by step by step. But it's not like you learn this step, go to the next step. No, it's you learn this step, do it 50 more times, for practice, then you go to the next step. Like it, it hurts, but it's not like a pain that you can't take. It's a pain. It's like let's keep going. I just want to get better. Mm. And and it's just it's crazy how a lot of people like um and, and you know how it is being a it's hard to be a wrestling fan. It's hard to be training for wrestlers for any independent wrestlers listening to it or just saying period. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be in these. In this day, because the first thing you hear from a non-wrestling fan, mm-hmm. oh, it's just the F word. Mm. When you, and, and, and it's offensive, but at the same time, you can't you can't show them because what's the point of arguing with somebody who doesn't know the business, who doesn't mm-hmm. know what these people go through? Like mm-hmm. I, it was one person at work, I had to tell them about Edge. I said, if it's so F word. Why this man had to live with screws in his neck for almost twelve years? Mm. So it it's, it hurt so much. And like when you get in the ring, start training, yeah, you're gonna walk out sore. You're gonna feel beat up. You're gonna be frustrated. Like mm-hmm. I, I never, I haven't had my first match. I'm still in the training process. Mm-hmm. But like what Triple H said in 2014 on the Stone Cold podcast, he said, if you don't have love for this business, you shouldn't do it. If you don't mm. have the passion for this business, you shouldn't do it. If you mm. don't have the passion to take the pain, leave it all in the ring every single night. And I'm not even talking about just matches. If you don't have the passion to do it every single night, to train, to get better hours in the ring, hours in the gym, hours just watching content, hours of trying to explain the business to somebody who doesn't understand it. If you don't have the passion for it, you're not. This it's not for you. Mm. And and it, and it's not being in a rude way. That's for, for example, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's say, okay, you're in the music industry, right? Mm-hmm. You're in the music industry as Highlight Reels the rapper. Yes, sir. Okay, Prince. Let's, let's, let's use Prince, for example. Okay. When he, lost, when he lost the rights to his name, you see how long it took him to make any music, correct? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, correct. It took him a long time because he wasn't happy 
the way the industry was moving. Mm-hmm. Like me, I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan. Right. Michael wasn't happy the way the industry was moving. He wasn't happy the way they treated him. They wasn't, he wasn't happy the way they judged him. He wasn't happy with the industry. From 2001, Michael dropped his, that was his last album he released, Alive, 2001. Mm-hmm. And now he made a song called What More Can I Give after the 9-11 you know, tribute and everything. But besides that, it took Michael Jackson two years to record another song and release it. It called One More Chance because he wasn't enjoying the music because he knew, he said multiple times, if he did something that he didn't have the passion for, it wouldn't be good. Same with wrestling. If you don't have the passion for it, it won't be good. It's like kicking a dead horse best way I can see it. It's like kicking a dead horse. To be in this business, the way this business grows, the way new superstars is coming up, it's going to always be time for change. And that's why, well, I I don't know if you were going to talk about that, that's why I enjoyed Finn Balor's heel turn. Mm. It was much deserved because you can only go so far with that happy-go-lucky babyface character he mm-hmm. had to go back to his roots as Prince DeVitt from New mm-hmm. Japan, uh-huh. the character that made him one of the top stars in New Japan. You need a change of character. Imagine The Rock if he stayed as Rocky Maivia. Mm. Imagine Stone Cold if he stayed as the Ringmaster. Mm. Imagine Triple H if he stayed as Hunter Hearst Hemsley. Oh, terrorizing his WCW day. Just imagine all that. If those guys never took a chance and changed things up, the industry would probably wouldn't have one of the greatest heels of all time, Triple H. Or we won't have one of the greatest infamous factions of D-Generation X. We want to get the Hellraiser, the Rattlesnake, Stone Cold Steve Austin. We want to get as much, I hate to admit this, we want to have the most electrifying man in all sports and entertainment. Mm, come we on, wouldn't now. have it. We wouldn't have that. And, and I, okay, like I said, we wouldn't have Batista without Triple H. We wouldn't have Randy Orton without Triple H. I can take a thought. What if Ric Flair just gave up? Just mm. think about that. We wouldn't have Triple H. We mm-hmm. wouldn't have Charlotte Flair. We wouldn't have the Four Horsemen. We wouldn't have none of that. Mm. So you gotta, you gotta find something deep down inside you. Either you're gonna, you're gonna adapt or perish. Come on, man. And, you know, uh, it's funny you bring that up because a lot of those scenarios, uh, is when you mention a Ric Flair, right? Ric Flair, mm-hmm. especially in the African-American community, look at how often and how much we embrace the persona right. of Ric Flair. Imagine if Ric Flair did not exist. How many hip-hop heads in mainstream culture would we see carrying out the way Ric Flair does. Right. How many people would we see acting like The Rock if The Rock did not exist, or acting right. like a Stone Cold Steve Austin if he did not exist, or even a John Cena? Correct. Uh, wrestling sometimes, uh, I feel, you know, does not get, you know, even a Hulk Hogan or an Andre the Giant. The Undertaker. You know, Undertaker, Kane, man, we can go so far. The Hardy Boys, there are so many key figures um and and we'll get back to the ones of today because this is where i feel sorry for 
the talent of today because I don't feel like they have the same chance and the same mainstream capabilities as what those superstar names we mentioned had. But mm-hmm. with what they have cemented in legacies, both as performers but outside of the ring in the mainstream audience in the world of sports and the world mm-hmm. of music and the world of entertainment everywhere. If it were not for these talents and we did not have them, what would culture be like right now? Some of our favorite athletes from other sports and basketball, football, baseball, soccer, uh, some of our favorite musical entertainers out there, the Migos or, or, or just anyone like that of those natures, Wale, anybody, what would life be like if you did not have those superstar personas? Right. And that and that's everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Being charismatic, it, it 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 takes you far. It, it if you come dull or dead, it 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 won't help you. Like and as much I hate to say this, because he was one of the greatest in ring tenants, Dean Malenko. Great, great. I don't want to just I don't just don't want to say cruiserweight. Great in ring technician. Agreed. But he didn't go far because he couldn't connect with the crowd. No on the Christmas. microphone, None. on the microphone. Uh, anytime he did a move, he tried to hype with the crowd. Yeah, when he did his moves, the crowd was hype. But when he used to say, "Come on," or try yeah. to do a promo, it was it was just it was just dead. Um, and I hate to say that because he he's an inspiration, but he just he just didn't go far because like Lance Storm. Come on, man, it, Lance Storm is one of the greatest in-ring technicians. But what happened to him? Mm. Then go far, and and and, char- and charisma takes you far, and and a lot of people like to hate, like to hate and drag on Ryback. Yes, he was dangerous in the ring, and even though he still got that big push, what made him big was the fact he took three words: "Feed me more," and he had the whole arena saying it like it was 1999 in the Attitude Era. It was it was it, it's charismatic, just. It takes you far. CM Punk, charismatic, took you seen what happened to him. The best in the world. By saying that, he bagged it up and proved it every single night on that microphone. And, mm. the, and that's why so many people just stuck on him. They stuck on CM Punk because how charismatic he was. That's why the fans won't stop chanting his name because he was so charismatic. You can debate on his in-ring skills, but you cannot you cannot take away his promo skills. You cannot. Mm. You cannot. Come on now. That is that is amazing, bro. And 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 ladies and gentlemen, now you see why I had to invite this man onto the show because of the fact that there's there's just passion. I want people to understand that this is a very comedic like show as much as we try to make it, uh, given the the pun of life's a botch, but also it's to let people know who are both fans of pro wrestling and those who are not fans of pro wrestling, but you may know names, you know characters, you know personas. This is to kind of give you that inner depth of why people go out and they do this. Much like any other sport out there, when you join the NBA, you do it because you love the game of basketball. You appreciate those who came before you. You appreciate the game itself and the evolution of the game, and you want to bring something to the table, and you aspire to, A, win a championship, and B, be 
the best that you can be in that sport and just leave your name cemented and leave a legacy. Uh, much like any other sport, pro wrestling is the exact same way. And so this is why I had to make him a guest on the show because he is an up-and-coming talent. He is someone who is currently training, and he is literally soaking up every bit of knowledge because it's what he loves. And and and, and just tell them, uh, you know, just to... You know, you mentioned how Michael Jackson is one of your favorite performers. Um, also, even though this is a pro wrestling show, let's we're, we're getting to know Brother Darren. And, and, and what I want them to know about my oos is the fact that he is also the biggest Michael Jackson fan that I know probably outside of my niece, because I know my niece is also a pretty big Michael Jackson fan as well. So between this guy and my niece... They are the ultimate Michael Jackson fans that I know. And and just tell them about how you incorporate. Like, uh, I know you know about the, uh, pro, the pro wrestling version of Michael Jackson, Mike, the ghost of Michael Jackson, if you will. Um, what are your thoughts on the entertainment aspect of incorporating one of your all-time favorite entertainers into the wrestling ring? What are your thoughts on that? Uh oh, did we lose? Did we lose my brother? Did Hello, we can lose? You hear me, my brother. There, there we go. There we go. We got you, Us. Okay, so like I said uh, before, you couldn't hear me. I was like, uh -huh. personally, I loved it because who doesn't want to see Michael Jackson moonwalk somebody? Then DDT them. Come on, that, <laughs> that was that was awesome. This is amazing. It but really was. Um, but as a fan, as the business. Wrestling, no, like, professional wrestling don't always have to be so serious. And I, and I hate to hear fans, what people who claim they're fans of the business, want to take it so like always want it so serious. But it's the reason wrestling made it so big. It had the entertainment aspect. So the fact that that man incorporated Michael Jackson, not only for me being a huge fan of both wrestling and Michael Jackson, but the fact that he incorporated together it was it was it was amazing it was it was awesome so i i i wish much luck to the brother mm -hmm. you know i make it we might have to do a michael jackson dance off because you know once upon <laughs> a time in life a long 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 time ago long time ago uh i was a michael jackson impersonator so you know you know i have the jackets i have the weed you, you know I, I hey man look you hearing it first i'm challenging you bro so you got to come to Memphis anytime, any day, any second. I'm Michael Jackson dance off. Let's let's do it. I'm ready. Come on, man. Let's go. Let's go. Um, wow, that is that is awesome. So let's go into we're gonna we're gonna talk some things here. Um, yes, we're gonna let's let's get into before we get in and I introduce a new segment that I have for my audience out there. Let's go ahead and talk some more wrestling as far as let's talk about, well, before we even really get into what happened this week in wrestling, um, because you did mention Finn Balor's heel turn, and that was the biggest, biggest story of the week, I would say. We'll get into that in just a sec, but let's talk about currently where you sit right now. Um, and this, this is, this is, a question to go for anyone out there 
maybe even if it's not professional wrestling, but anything that they love. Because the key thing, which I probably will put in the title as this being about passion, what are your goals currently as you train? What are your goals? Because uh, in the WWE 2K20 game, I noticed that in the storyline, they have uh, two people who are friends and you see them in high school and they're getting ready to, to graduate high school and they wanted to be WWE superstars. And that was their biggest aim to make it to the Hall of Fame. And right. so they come up with this list of things and goals that they want to accomplish. And basically that's throughout the storyline, what you go out to do and you're set to try to basically accomplish each goal on the list and ultimately make the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, so what would you say currently in your state of training from this point forward to when you have your first match and things of that nature, what would you, what would you say are your goals right now with where you sit? Man, 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 man. So, so my main first goal, of course I had my first match, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, my, sec my second goal is to be one of, I don't want to say one of the biggest, but I want to be one of those lookout stars in the independent scene. Okay. And the reason I say that because a lot of people like to go straight to the performance center and WWE. No, not a knock to them. It's a lot of people who went straight to the performance center and became big stars like Bianca. No, no, she she doing big things up there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Montez Ford, like Montez Ford is one that I I see it now. He's gonna be a huge star in the WWE in the next five years. He really is, man. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Mark my words. If they if they let that man do the, how the attitude era was, like just get him freedom, just get him uh -huh. bullet points. Agreed. I, I, I think he might be. They might be the guy they that might be the next rock, the next Johnson they can look for right there, honestly. He could be. I agree. I totally so, agree. So the so I but uh back when I was saying uh sorry to digress, uh the reason I wanna be one of the big names in the independent scene because I wanna soak up all the knowledge. You know, but I wanna I wanna soak up all the knowledge before I join the WWE or AEW or heck impact wrestling. I just wanna soak up all the knowledge. So I can say, okay, I can go here, help this company uh, go off to the next level because I have some stardust under me. You know, I can help this out. You know what I mean? And and my goal is I'll, I'll always be WWE. WWE is the pinnacle. That's always the huge goal. But I always say my goal, one of my goals is to go to Impact Wrestling if it's still on. Mm. The reason, the reason yeah. why I say Impact Wrestling is because. I want to not help a company like that. I don't mm -hmm. just don't want to. I just don't want to go to the WWE just yet. You know what I mean? I just mm -hmm. don't want to be known as the WWE guy. Mm -hmm. I want to go to Impact Wrestling because I'm. That's me. Like I'm an outsider. You know what I mean? Everybody, everybody, everybody love me. I, I'm a huge entertainer. I love to make people laugh and smile. But at the same time, when I'm alone. Or I'm not the I'm not the guy they typically choose if they make sense, and that's how people look at Impact Wrestling. You know, they're not the typical wrestling company you just watch, mm -hmm. and, and they're missing out on a lot of awesome talent. Like they're missing out on Brian Cage. Come on, uh, man! Like when John Morrison, okay, Johnny Nitro, when he was there, 
Johnny mm-hmm. Impact, he was doing amazing things over there. Sammy Tessa Callahan. Blanchard. Sammy Callahan, come on, look, brother. Look at Sammy Callahan. Look how he went. Okay, when he was in ZCW with John Moxley, he was mm-hmm. up there, signed mm-hmm. to NXT, went nowhere. Then he did his independent again when he left NXT. He was you no know, going different places. He went to Impact Wrestling. He is one of the biggest stars in the industry of independent wrestling because he went to Impact Wrestling and gave them a chance. Impact Wrestling gave him a chance, he gave them a chance. He could have went to any other company. Come on, man. Impact Wrestling is the place I want. Hey, look who they just signed. Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan. You know... I'm not a huge, you know, the gimmick, you know, his finishing move is kind of, uh, you know. Kinda, yeah, yeah, very controversial, if we yeah, will. Kind of, you know, kind of Shawn Michael Playboy, Playgirl days. But you can't deny the in-ring skill. You can't, let's go back being charismatic. Go, that's what we go back to that, being charismatic. T- Tessa Blanchard, you can say whatever you want about her. You can say mm. whatever you want about her, but you cannot take away that in-ring skill that she's Kiara Hogan. Come on now. ATL's finest, baby. That's right. Kiara Hogan. One of my favorites. Put personal feelings towards her by her personal life aside. Mm-hmm. Professional-wise, in-ring skill, Impact Wrestling has the most underrated, underwatched wrestlers. Including their women's division, man. I can't that, tell you how many times wow. I've listened and heard people talk about who has the current best women's division and i love nxt because they're definitely stacked on their women's roster but to me as of right now i feel like impact wrestling has the best women's roster of date right now of course and nxt is definitely right there with them but it's just the way they're utilized in impact I mean, like you said, Tessa is being used not just in the women's division. Now she's being used with the men. Man. Jordan Grace, big big mama pump Jordan Grace is also transitioning in that same field. And I mean, to anyone who does not know who Jordan Grace is, look her up, look Ooh. at her build, and tell me you can't realistically see her in the ring with the men, with the right. way she is built. And, and, and her strength is legit, people. So the thing about it is, Stuff like that shows Impact's using their women the right way, you know, and they're trending in the world of how indie, the indie scene is right now. The women are wrestling with the men in the indie scene, and Impact is taking that, and now with their recent access television network deal, you know, now that they have bought that network, they actually have a more mainstream audience they can showcase that to. So it's going to be really interesting, man, but I agree, man. Impact Wrestling... Definitely is where it's at, and and that's, and that's kind of like talk about that, you know, like the knockouts came from a long way, and it's not the knockouts. Uh, Impact Wrestling came from a long way when it went from NWA TNA, when Jeff Jerry and his father was taking over. You know, they had my brother our truth K Quick at the time as their mm-hmm. champ, Ron Killing. Excuse me, he was K Quick and WF. Come on now, he was first Ron ever NWA champion. champion. African American like, folks, remember that. Come on, now, and like in AJ Styles and the way they shaped AJ Styles to be their John Cena, they version of John Cena, and and, and TNA was like really that new WCW, like ninety three from ninety six WCW at that time, and 
Well, I feel like with TNA, they was like that company to watch. You were like, okay, WWE have competition. Mm-hmm. This is why I feel like TNA start messing up when they start signing. I didn't mind Christian, mm-hmm. Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. I definitely Booker T. I didn't mind that. Right. Kevin Nash, Mick Foley. This when things start changing for me. Mm-hmm. When Jeff Hardy, you know, when Jeff Hardy first came in 2005, it was awesome. Right. When he came back in 2010, okay, okay, TNA, okay, let that be your last WWE guy. Mm-hmm. Rick Flair came in after retiring. Uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. always good to have Flair in the business because he's one, like, like you said, one of the biggest stars in the industry. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm not too sure, TNA. Come on, come, come on, what you doing? Mm-hmm. Then when Hogan and Bischoff came. I, I want to say that almost put the nail in their coffin. It did. It nail really in the did. coffin. Because they tried to make it more WCW, and especially getting Hogan more. And, and, you know, I have, I was the biggest Hulk Hogan, Mark. Mm. I give you that. I was, I was a huge Hulk Hogan fan. But after reading more knowledge of what he done behind the scenes at WCW, uh, no, I was, I was a huge Randy Savage fan. Rest in peace, the Macho Man. And hearing his personal stories with Hogan and you know the audio tapes and the way he feel, how things go, it, you can tell that he he he. If it's not him, if he's not in the limelight, if it, if it's not focused on him, he's gonna do any and everything to destroy. It. And I feel like he destroyed TNA. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say that, but he did. He destroyed TNA. So that's why it's my goal to go to Impact because they slowly... Re- Matt Hardy, this is why everybody need to give Matt Hardy his props and stop looking at him just as Jeff's brother. He took a gimmick that people wanted to fail and it did not fail and helped Impact get back on the map. Broken mm-hmm. Matt Hardy helped TNA get back on the map and I'm happy how Matt Took a took a gimmick that most people will find silly and stupid to mm-hmm. one of the biggest characters ever. So, and that's another thing about Impact. Impact gives you the opportunity to do a character change and look. AJ Styles he did the Evil Ways gimmick. Now look at him. Now he slowly incorporated that because when AJ Styles first came in the biz, he was happy go lucky. Now look at AJ Styles. If he wasn't mm. for Impact. He wouldn't be like this. Samoa Joe always had that killer instinct inside the ring. Mm-hmm. He had that killer instinct character while going through the ranks of TNA. Impact Wrestling is the company you guys need to look out for. You know what I mean? Uh, mm. the, and, and to go back to my goals, my goal, I want to go to NXT. NXT. Oh, okay. NXT. Like, I want to be in NXT because... NXT done so much for me. Like I've been to multiple WWE shows, but NXT is the only show where I can leave the arena and stand right there and have an interaction with the with the wrestlers. I was in a video with the Street Profits. I took a picture with Zelina Vega. Took a picture okay. with Alistair Black. Come on. Slowly talking and talking and get to know the get to know one on one. I had Andrade Cien almost snatched my Johnny Gargano shirt. Well, on the stage, snatched the shirt and wiped his sweat on it and threw it back at me as a classic heel. So Come I'm on, man. get back at NXT. Give back to NXT because 
I care so much, and I like the fact that Triple H is doing awesome things, and they have awesome trainers with them. And and who who doesn't want to pick the mind of Triple H? Who doesn't want to pick the mind of Shawn Michaels? Who who doesn't want to pick the mind of Matt Bloom? Who doesn't want to pick the mind of Scotty Tuhati? All superstars who grew who grew in this business and made and made themselves the biggest superstars of all time. Mm. Come on, and, and then and one of my goals, you know, if if I do go to the main roster, if I go to the main roster, and this man don't mind stepping out of retirement, you know, you might mm-hmm. feel some type of way about this, but Uh-oh. I don't mind facing Dwayne the Rock Johnson <laughs> because, and it's not just because, because you know, I, I I respect the Rock. I I I'm a huge fan of his music and the way he interacts with the crowd. Mm-hmm. Ain't, there's nobody else to get a rush next to John Cena. You know, mm-hmm. the Rock just brings a certain pun intended electricity mm-hmm. to the match, and, mm-hmm. and 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 to go one on one with the Rock, I might lose. You know, I'm, I have my own skills, but the Rock, he's he's quick, quick, he's quick. He can you can say you can say, oh Rock, I'ma kick your ass until next week. He will say, "Well, I'll turn that next week. Shine up real like no, his <laughs> mind, his mind, his the way he think about the business is is awesome. So fly, super that's, rock. That's one fly. of my goals. That's one of my goals. You know, I'm, to play the rock. That's that's an awesome goal right there, brother. I'm pretty sure the rock will put you over, man. He he's <laughs> he. As you can tell, those who don't follow him on Twitter, man, he's always putting superstars over. That's what I admire about him. I mean, when he with a busy schedule like his." For him to still even be able to keep up with the product shows that he does still love pro wrestling at heart, right. and True. he puts over talents such as Drew McIntyre and right. and uh, I mean there are AEW. so AEW I mean he's he's put a lot of talent over and so I'm pretty sure brother if you if 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 that moment comes for you you know I'm pretty sure he will put you over no doubt about it. Yeah, man, I, I I see it happening. You know, as at the time when I made my goals, AEW wasn't on the list because okay. you know I'm still I'm still I'm still checking out the product because we we all know Cody had that mind since day one. Cody Cody mm-hmm. always had a vision of where he wanted his career. You know, people just looked at him as Dustin's little brother. You know, they looked at him as Dusty Rose's son. He he, you can tell he like doing his days with legacy. You knew then he was going to be a big star. Even after that, he took a character like Dashing Cody Rhodes. Mm. Dashing Cody Rhodes with that interest music. Oh, I'm a fan of the music. But if you let anybody hear that song, you're like, come on. And he made it work. Undashing Cody Rhodes. He made it work. Multiple time Intercontinental Champion. And fun fact, a lot of people don't know, the, the Intercontinental Championship we see now, Cody took out his personal money to bring that title back. Come on, man. Cody wow. had a mindset what he wanted to do. Stardust. He had a mindset that he wanted to do with Stardust. It might then fit WWE picture, but when you hear his interview about the way he wanted the Stardust character to be, mm. it shows you. So when I heard the rumors of him wanting to start his own company, I was on board. I was like, it's Cody. This is Dusty Rhodes' son. He he learned from one of the greatest men ever, but he just didn't use that. Oh, I'm Dusty's son. I learned from. He took the information that was around him and twist his own 
version of it. And you, mm. can't, you can't get mad at him for that. The Young Bucks, undoubtedly. Now, a lot of people might say they're killing the super kick. I don't want to say they're killing super kick. I feel I agree. It's kind of you no know, overused a little bit. It but, is. It very much is. But the Young Bucks took. If it wasn't for the Young Bucks, I don't think more independent companies would use YouTube. Come they on, took, man. They took YouTube with Bite, BTE, being the elite, and made it some huge. Kenny Omega, undoubtedly one of the greatest in ring talent ever. He is amazing. I like Kenny Omega because no matter what you say, no matter what you think, anytime he steps in that ring, mm-hmm. it's going to be five stars. I'm not trying to be Dave Messler right now. It's going to be five stars because he put his blood, sweat, and tears. He, he wrestled every match like he's wrestling for a championship. And that's why I respect him about him. So, more than eight. AEW grows. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be on my list of make probably make an appearance. Probably, heck, maybe sign with them over WWE. Who knows? I don't know what what what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I believe I will be. I believe I I'll see Cody Rose down the road. I see the young <laughs> bro. I okay. see Kenny Omega down the road. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. One of my other goals, like Kofi Kingston, he made it happen for me. My goal always been to be the very first fully African-American to win the WWE championship. And I know a lot of people like to say The Rock, but he's half Samoan. I don't take that away from him, but Mm -hmm. I want to be the first, I had wanted to be the first fully African-American WWE champion. So Mm. when Kofi Kingston did it, I almost cried like that was me. Mm. So, So now my goal has upgraded. So it's, it's Kofi Kingston made that list. Mm-hmm. African American WWE champion, it's time for me to make myself the second fully African American WWE champion. Wow! And be and being a small prestigious list like that, mm-hmm. that would be an honor, man. It's like that's that's an honor. I, I don't care if I I don't care if I pull a Christian, win the championship and lose in a couple of days. I can say I held the WWE championship. I'm in a small list being uh, the very second. Fully African American WWE champion. That's what a lot of people don't pay attention to. You know what I mean? Agreed, man. Agreed. You know, I will. I will say this because that was that's an awesome list of goals that you have. And uh, you know, shout out to Kofi for for taking part of that list and uh, you know and and making you upgrade it a little bit. But I will say this, man. You do have a chance to make history. In AEW and become mm. their first African American hey. AEW World Heavyweight Champion because it's a young company. And if you young. think about it, they have young African American talent, but not on a solo base right now. Correct. So, in that particular case, you know, as far as the singles competition, there's no breakout single African American star yet. So, you could be that guy who comes up on the ranks and becomes the first ever AEW African-American champion. So there's something to put on the list just in the event, you know? I got a cool question. Are you What's sure up, bro? You sure you're not an AEW scout? Because the way you selling that, man, <laughs> yeah, like, cool. go ahead, give me the contract right now. Hey, man, listen, listen, listen. Here on Life's a Botch podcast, 
I'm just going to say I'm a bit of a, uh, I'm not even going to say a fortune teller. I mean, you know, my other nickname when it comes to music was uh, the prophetic poet, you know, and I'm just, mm. I'm just going to say that the prophetic poet, you know, the propheticness in my prophetic poetry is just saying that you, my friend, could possibly be the first ever African-American AEW World Heavyweight Champion. AEW, I mean, if you want to ask your boy to be a uh, talent scout or, or, you know, I do have a knack for some fine talent, if I do say so myself. So, hey, by all means, Cody Rhodes, you know where to find me, man. Reach out to my DMs. Reach out to me personally. <laughs> however you need to, baby. This is how we do it here on the Life's a Botch podcast. Now, real quick, before we get into this brand new segment, we're going to do a quick Quick, we're going to make this as brief as we can, man. We're going to go skim through the wrestling week, and okay. I want to get your thoughts. Um, we don't have to go match for match. Um, more so, just I'm going to skim through uh, starting from Sunday because we had a pay-per-view on Sunday and Impact mm-hmm. Wrestling. I want you to tell me your, your good, your bad, and your need improvement. Okay, we'll just limit it to those three points, and that's going to be for each show on this week. So let's start off on Sunday with Bound for Glory uh, from Impact Wrestling. Um, If you got to catch it, I'm not sure if you got to actually watch it or if you caught some highlights or anything Mm -hmm. of that nature. But if you saw uh, Bound for Glory, what's your good, your bad and your need improvement or in between? Well, I've seen like a couple things around social media. I know for sure Brian Cage. I don't his, his interest as Wolverine, I, I really enjoyed it. And just the match itself with Sammy, that was that I make that my good. Mm-hmm. Um, the only, the only bad it kind of relates with the, with the knees improvement. It was was the RVD thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Yeah, the heel turn. It, I, I'm not knocking the heel turn. I wish it was, just more, like mm-hmm. more detail. It had a shock factor, of course. We hadn't seen a heel RVD probably since the invasion in 2001, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. He might have been heel in his ECW days, but he was so over then that it was probably yeah. to tell. Um, so, yeah, I would say the invasion angle. And even then, he was so over even then because I'm I'm such a Jeff Hardy fan. I remember hating RVD at that time just because of the fact that he kept beating my guy Jeff Hardy and I didn't like that too much but then I saw why he was going over because the the fans really just loved him so yeah I I understand that one um this is interesting I mean you know it's it's kind of sudden since he's not in his prime per se anymore but I mean you know let's see where it goes you know yeah you know yeah, so I also hope that that's the only thing I think about Bound for Glory pay per view because that's the only thing I've seen on social media. Uh, I will be buying the replay so I can check out the full pay per view. But from okay. those two things, that's 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 you know, the good Brian Cage and Sam Callahan, the bad and need improvement is just you know, I, I don't mind older talent coming in and do whatever they need to improve anything, but that RVD heel turn is it's. It's kind of outdated, you know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe ten years ago, yeah. But yeah. Not, not now. Not, not it now. It was needed. It, it could have put over the younger talent. Yeah. A different way. I agree, man. When you, when you, uh, when you literally are an older talent, 
a lot of times, usually, that's the stage where you're usually forever babyface at that point because you've done it all at that point to where there's no reason to boo you. Uh, you know, look at Chris Jericho, for example. I mean, right. the man can be a heel all he wants, and he's great at it, but it's like, regardless, no matter whether he's heel or babyface, fans are always going to cheer for him because he's done it all. You know what right. I mean? So there's nothing for him to do as a heel. He's just really good at being a heel. Um, as far as uh, for me, I would say my positive on it was... Oh gosh, I would say um, shout out to the fact that they, uh, when we talked about intergender mm -hmm. wrestling, I like that they had a, it was basically what you would call a Royal Rumble. Okay. Uh, TNA, it was Impact Wrestling's version. I'm sorry, I almost said TNA. It's not TNA, people. TNA is dead. Uh, it is Impact. But uh, <laughs> uh, Impact basically did their version of a Royal Rumble, only it was a, uh, they called it a, call your shot. Um, basically, the winner of this Royal Rumble, uh, except it was instead of 30, I believe it was 20 people instead of 30, but basically, it was intergender. It was both male and females in this match, okay. and whoever won got to call for a title shot of their choosing. Um, and I believe um, I believe Kenny ended up winning that. I believe, yes, he ended up Getting he ended up getting the win in that one, um, and so that was definitely a positive because it was different. I thought that was cool. Um, so there was that. Um, my bad would be my boy Moose and Ken Shamrock. I really enjoyed the promos. Ooh, I heard bad things about that. Agreed, man. I really enjoyed the promos. I didn't get to see the match, but I heard the match really did not live up. Uh, to what people expected. I'm going to blame Ken Shamrock for this one more so than Moose because I know that Moose has a, is a workhorse, man. He By now, to me, he should be the face of TNA uh, champion-wise, but I, Agreed. I, I, I see that they eventually will get to that point with him, but for now, I like where they're going with him. They're still keeping him strong. He's still winning matches. Uh, but Ken Shamrock hasn't been in the ring Oh my gosh! Since his Attitude Era days, I mean, he's 99? still 20 yeah. years ago. Yeah, it's it's been a long time for that guy, and I mean, albeit the man was still in phenomenal shape, even though you can see clear as day he's outside of his prime, even though he's still cool. very much in good shape. Uh, I'm gonna blame him more so for that because even when I heard about it, I kind of already just didn't see it going well because of Ken Shamrock being away for so long. Maybe if they would have gave him some tune-up matches beforehand that might have made it a little easier. But when you're just building up this promo and then you go straight into the match like that, I think it was a major downside for them. So I think that's something Impact should have thought about a little bit. Like, hey, let's give them a couple of quick warm-up matches. You know, they could have been little squash matches uh, with some local talent or whatever, you know, anything. But, you know, it was what it was. But that was my my bad and slash need improvement. Um, I would say as far as need improvement, man, with TNA – I mean, again, see, I, I don't, I'm so used to TNA. It's a habit, man. You know? It is such a habit because TNA, I, I've been with them since they were TNA. So if I say that, listeners, it's because that's how long I was even with them when they were TNA NWA, you know? So, uh, but with Impact, man, their need improvement is just as they're a 
the new super indie promotion, as it's been told, uh, since Ring of Honor's kind of stepped down from that, if you will. Uh, I would say Impact really is is just continue to improve, man. Um, you know, don't get you know they're getting out of that TNA shadow and they're really surfacing and and recreating themselves. So that's my need improvement with them is just continue to just do you and continue to organically build. And when you are at that stage and where you're a big three to an AEW and WWE, uh, you know, hopefully you can do it the right way this time, you know? Um, So let's move on and let's go uh, to Monday Night Raw. Um, What is your good, your bad, and your, I guess in Raw's case, incredible need improvement <laughs> what is what is your uh three for that one okay so the good i really enjoyed self's match i really enjoyed his match uh it was it was amazing some i have trouble pronouncing his opponent's name so that's why i didn't say the opponent name ah umberto carrillo yes yeah, umberto carrillo they did see that yes you right there kind of tongue twister <laughs> his match himself was amazing it was just, it just shows that uh that the cruiserweights had deserved better on 205 live so it, he really brought down the house he really pun intended burned it down with self rollins <laughs> the bad i will I, I, i'm I'm begging, I'm pleading, I'm crying. I'm just crying for them to end this Bobby Lashley, Lana Rousseff thing. Oh. I take this right here. (laughs) uh, Last Storm said said one time that Macho Man Randy Savage gave him some advice. He said, I put my wife in the storyline one time. I don't have a wife anymore. Mm. So, so I really hope because you know before Lana got into WWE, she was Agreed. an actress. So I hope she knew how to bring her actress skills into it and keep her professional. But I don't know. So that my, that that's what I'm thinking more than the bad, terrible writing. I'm thinking more mental and personal things. You know, Macho Man said the best. He brought a wife into a storyline. He don't have a wife anymore. Mm. Come on, so, man. So uh I I I, they, they, I just say end it. They didn't need Lana to make an intensive Rusev and Bobby Lashley round. Mm. That was that's already intense if you think about it. Yeah, agreed, man. Agreed. And, and, and the most improved, uh, just the commentary team because uh, Vic Joseph, I met him because he did uh, he did the ring announcer for NXT when they came to Memphis in 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a bright star, you know. I. I I wish they try to put more on them, let them more improve instead of trying to focus more on Jerry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause I feel like I feel like WWE purposely put Jerry the King Lawler on there. Not not just because he's you know, a lot of fans relate to him. I really think because AEW put Jim Ross on their main commentary team. You know what? That is definitely something to think about. I never really thought of it that way personally when I first Thought about it, I looked at it as maybe they did that just to add a little bit of veteranship to kind of coach those young guys mm-hmm. and and really set the mantle for them, even though we know arguably right now both JR and Jerry kind of don't have it anymore. You can just yeah. hear it. Uh, they're not what they were in their primes. Mm-hmm. Still, you know, still Hall of Famers in their own rights, but currently in today's wrestling, they are not the right commentary voices anymore. But mm-hmm. I, I think I thought that, but that's a good point there because 
you know, AEW has Jim Ross, so why not take the companion to yeah. Jim Ross and put him on commentary? That right. makes sense, you know. Um, so that that's something I never thought about. Yeah, I, I thought about it when I first had heard heard about it, but I was like, if anything, when they see Jerry on Monday, that's gonna make them say, "Oh, I can't wait to watch AEW so I can see Jim Ross again." So I don't know. Hopefully, it's the way you thought about it. Hopefully, they just putting a veteran. In there trying to teach young scouts, so I hope I hope that was that that's the situation. But you can tell Jerry, Jerry doesn't need to be there. Mm. He, he don't have it anymore. That they could have they could have brought either they should have left Michael Cole on Raw and let Renee and Corey do SmackDown. It, anything could have been better, but. That's what they can prove on. Just prove on the commentary team. Had them more, more engaged with the match instead of talking about certain things. I feel like the commentary team now don't talk about the match more. So that's what Rock can, Rock can improve on. Okay, okay. Um, well, for me, my good, uh, I would even go so far as to classify this as great because um, it just felt great to finally see them debut is the main event with my boys, the Street Profits, not only debuting with their first match, but also just main eventing at that. Um, <laughs> I found it funny, really, because I, I felt like WWE tried to be slick with that moment because I know AEW is focusing on their tag division and trying to make tag team wrestling main event, showing, hey, we can main event in the main event scene is tag team wrestling. And ironically, what does WWE do? They decide we're going to debut one of our hottest tag teams that's up and coming. Right. In their first match in the main event of Monday Night Raw, just so we can show AEW, hey, oh, listen, we take our tag division too, and we can make them the main event when we want to. Uh, and so, but I, I enjoyed the match. It was Good to see them feud with the OC. I actually like this this feud they got going on. I hate the OC is trending downwards as far as always losing, per se. Yeah. But in this moment, they definitely needed that L, um, you know, just to put over the Street Profits. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be interesting to see where they go from there with that rivalry amongst those. Um, <clears throat> I would say my bad. Speaking of which, with the tag team division, I would say my bad... Right now, honestly, my bad is I'm just going to say the way they just have been promoting Crown Jewel, man. My oh. bad is the way they are just – with the way they keep stacking these pay-per-views up, it's like they're losing track of storylines now. Again, I see you gave a bad to the whole Bobby Lashley um, and, and, and Lana and Rusev situation. The only reason I like that – as bad as it may be in a, in a laughable way, the only reason I like it is because of the fact that it has storyline to it. And True. everything else is lacking in that department to where they just throw people against each other. They, they put matches together with no particular meaning. It's out of nowhere. And, and they need to get back to building stories and, and making us care for certain matches. And that's my main beef uh, with WWE right now. Like I said, it's just like, oh, hey, guys, we got Crown Jewel coming. Crown Jewel coming. Okay, but what about the storylines? I mean, what what's going on here? I mean, I'm, I'm not getting it. I mean, they're trying to build the storyline with Seth and The Fiend. 
However, it's just going all in the wrong way. And it just, yeah, let's just, you know, keep it there. I'd actually add that to my need improvement because of the fact that I love The Fiend and I I hate that they're doing what they're doing to him right now. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Uh, my God. I don't mean to cut you off, but oh, my God. I hate to say because you hate to compare it to somebody to somebody from past age, but this is literally, literally your new Undertaker. They they keep claiming they want a new Undertaker. It's it, it, it's right there in their face. It's mm-hmm. it's right there, Bray. And not even just new Undertaker. They just want somebody to carry the company. Bray Wyatt is it, it, it's the thing is you know it you know. Is some series when a company spend one billion dollars so just for a show, and they personally want him on the show. Mm. That, that's your star right there, WWE. Vince McMahon, that's your star right there. Come on, man. Yep, you heard it here, folks. I mean, uh, there's nothing much more to say, but I mean, you know, Raw, WWE, Raw. I mean, um, since this draft so far, it has oh, not. My lived up to its expectations yet. Um, Hopefully as the weeks go along, maybe, but I'm not going to hold my breath on that because WWE has been the same repetitive show for some weeks, months, almost a couple years now. But uh, let's go ahead and go on to the best part of the wrestling week, Wednesday nights, the Wednesday night wars, where you get to watch two shows at the same time. Uh, (laughs) So... Let's go ahead and start with uh, let's start with AEW and then transition to NXT. Um, what is your good, your bad, and your need improvement with AEW? So the good was the SCU match, the tag team match for the semifinals. Wow, my that 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 match was man, man. I hate that Christopher Daniels couldn't couldn't participate due due to injury. Mm-hmm. But but man, man. I don't even know who I don't know who's gonna win now. I, I don't I actually don't know who's gonna go to I don't know who's gonna win the finals now. So SCU, <laughs> I like I was like I respected the guys. I enjoy watching them, but I wasn't really like a fan of them because you know mm-hmm. I like the cash rate. This this town sucks every time they go somewhere. But <laughs> but SCU is is they really they really impressed me. Like I became a fan that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bad. Yeah. It wasn't really nothing bad for the show per se, but I say only I would say improve on maybe they sound quality. I would love for they mm. sound quality to be turned up a little bit more. That's that what made WWE so special. Like for interest mm-hmm. music, like like Cody music, who like his interest music, I have it downloaded on my phone. So it's like who does want to hear that blast through their TV? Also hearing the crowd. So that's the only yeah. thing I. AEW need to work on just the sound issue, but I ain't find nothing bad. Like the whole show was entertaining, even when Cody confronted the inner circle. That was was, if we had to add a great, good, bad in the that would be the great because even though they keep, I take it back, is a bad. I don't like the fact they keep bashing. They keep saying that they not gonna mention WWE on this show. The fact that Cody kind of threw shots at WWE, he said, it's not no invisible barrier from stopping me from kicking your ass. Mm. I get what he was trying to do. I, I, I get it. I get it. But 
try to like I'm I guess I'm saying this because after hearing CM Punk recently have an interview on that and kind of made me think about it. Stop mm-hmm. trying to stop trying to throw some liminal like slick shots towards WWE. Mm-hmm. Do your own thing, but besides that, that whole segment from Chris Jericho saying, "I got a ticket." It, 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 <laughs> yeah. it was amazing. It was. It was. It was. It was, man. Um, I would. I would say. Um, my good. Uh, for AEW Dynamite this week was Private Party against the Lucha Brothers. I love the Lucha Brothers. I love Private Party. Actually, Private Party kind of reminds me of what life would be like if you or me were a tag team. I feel <laughs> like that's Private Party for us, man. Like, they're the definition of what we would be like as a tag team because those brothers right there, uh, and I mean, really add that with a mixture of the Usos. I mean, you know, that's kind of... If you Ooh. see Private Party and the Ooh, <laughs> put those two together, and, and that's kind of you and me in a tag team format, my brother. I definitely... Yes, sir. But um, they tore the house down. It was a great opening match. That's how you get a match. That's how you get a show started. You know, you want to yes, with something dynamic because the crowd is hot. The crowd is ready. They're amped. And, and that definitely did not disappoint. The whole show in general did not disappoint, uh, as usual, for like the third week in a row. Uh, I'm hoping they continue this. I will say uh, my bad is really... It's the new world order, the dark world order. I'm sorry, the dark world order. That gimmick is not working. It, it is not touching the crowd. Until, yeah. yeah. by the way they lost in that, that match against SCU, clearly those brothers are going to get some type of repackage or something because no one is really reacting or gravitating to that. They got no reaction from the time they debuted, and they've gotten no reaction still to this day. So... That's my bad uh, for them. Uh, it's really been the only bad. Um, and my need improvement, uh, I've got a couple of points where I agree with you on the sound. I definitely think the sound quality needs improvement, man. Like you said, that's one thing WWE does completely greatly is just when you hear the music, you hear it to where it gets stuck in your head. I mean, on Apple Music, I got a whole playlist of just all my favorite WWE themes, past, present, and future, because when it's stuck in your head, boom, all of a sudden, you're like, man, I got to go find that theme. And as soon as it's available, you're putting it in so you can use it when you're working out in the gym or when you just want to listen to it because it, it rides. So, I, you know, I want to know what these themes sound like, you know, because when you hear the crowd overbearing it, it's just kind of like, well, I hear music, but I'm not feeling the music. So... You know, um, the the music makes the entrance come to life, and I just feel like they need to improve on that. Also, my other need improvement for them would just be give us more promos, please. Like, more... I know you guys have, you know, being the elite, they have the YouTube stuff, but on television, man, give us more promos. I love the segments, such as, like, what Cody did, breaking through the glass, beating up Jericho. That stuff's cool, but... Give us some more in-ring promos with some of the talents that we don't know about. You know, let them go out. I'd love to see Orange Cassidy cutting a promo right now in his lazy-like gimmick, you know, just being out there like, cool. I'm (laughs) NAEW. You guys are all right, I guess. You know, just doing something, you know, where he's completely not showing emotion in a promo. It's the ultimate double standard to me because in a promo you show passion, and yet here's a guy whose gimmick is being completely opposite of that. So it would just be dope, and the fans would eat it up. You know what I mean? So I just want to see more of that. 
um, in between matches, you know, to where it's not just match after match after match after match. Break it up a little bit. But other than that, man, great job from uh, AEW. So let's go ahead and move over to NXT. Uh, go ahead and um, give your good, your bad, and your need improvement for NXT on USA, by the way. Go ahead and give your uh, thoughts on that. Okay, so that first of all, the whole show was phenomenal. Like, from start mm. to finish. So the good, I'm going to change it to great, was Finn Balor's heel turn. I said it at the start <laughs> of the show. I'm uh-huh. saying that because he, he did it so smooth. Like, when right. he tried to, it's like, I thought he was literally about to take his jacket off mm-hmm. and help fight off the undisputed area. Man, just adjusted his jacket and just did a Pele kick. It, it was it was so smooth and shocking, and it, it, it felt like, like, like I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. It was just like the fans was just shocked. It kind of brought like this Seth Rollins heel turn too, because you would, mm. you didn't you didn't expect it. You know what I mean? Like with awesome Rollins, comparison. Oh yeah, that was an when, awesome comparison. When Seth Rollins turned heel, you didn't expect it because everybody always thought Dean was the one who was gonna turn heel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So when Finn came out, I I had the urge to say I was thinking more like even though Tommaso Ciampa made his return looking for no he want Goldie back, I thought he was the one gonna turn heel. So the fact that he's but but at the same time I was kind of cautious because Finn said his past would be his future. So mm. it, it it was kind of like. Like it, it, you just didn't know. So that's why, that's why, that's why it brings me back. Why I see who doesn't want to pick the mind of Triple H? Triple H know how to book a show, and that was the good. That was good. I, I don't have any bad, but the Matt Riddle match, it could have went shorter than what than it originally was. Mm, you know, if, since he did the jackhammer during the match, <laughs> he could have. That whole match, he could have trolled Goldberg if that's the way Triple H is mm-hmm. going. Uh, or Vince McMahon's accent Triple H should do. He could have did, like, you know, couple, like probably two or three spears and the jackhammer just to troll him. But mm-hmm. besides that, the match was good, no doubt about it. But besides that, if they trying to do that, I would have made it shorter. Okay, okay. Improvement, no improvement because the, the ladies did well. Like, Ryan Ripley, my, that's my one of my wrestling wives. <laughs> she, she tore the house down with Bianca. It like no improvement. Like NXT is one of those shows. They only have one off night, probably like every what every blue moon, every like once in five months. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, Absolutely. Only time, only time I can actually say NXT had like a bad like like a bad time is when they get like a whole lot of injuries. That's the only mm-hmm. time. When, but when all these superstars are healthy and um, I, I haven't seen one bad NXT match, I can mm-hmm. honestly say that. So it was awesome on my end. The NXT, I know ratings wise, AEW won. To me, I feel like NXT had the best show this week. Okay, okay. Um, very interesting perspectives there. I love where you were coming from on all three points and including that ending statement. I'm going to agree with you on that where I say that. Uh, I feel like of the two, they did have the better show, per se. Um, but I really did enjoy both, of course. I mean, it's, like I said, Wednesday nights in pro wrestling right now are the best nights 
to watch wrestling. And of course, this coming Tuesday, Impact will make Tuesdays one of the other best nights because now that they're going to officially debut live on Access TV this yes, coming up Tuesday. I'm looking forward to that, which means we have Monday Night Raw. We have Impact Wrestling on Tuesday nights on Access. We've got the Wednesday Night Wars with AEW on TNT. And we've got NXT on USA. And then, of course, on Fridays, we've got Friday Night SmackDown and uh, on Fox. But we'll get to that in just a second. Now, uh, going to my good, my bad, and my need improvement with NXT. I do agree with you. Uh, on the great, I mean, seeing Finn Balor turn heel was like, here's the thing. I mean, I agree with my buddy JD from NY when he said this is moments like that is what pro wrestling is all about. When it doesn't feel predictable, when you see something that you didn't see coming and it just replays in your mind over and over because you're like, did I just see that? You know, your mind is trying to predict what just happens or what's about to happen. And suddenly, boom, the flip, the switch flips and you're like, oh, my God, did that just happen? And, and you're freaking out. You're marking out at the same time. And you're like, that was awesome. Uh, and so, yeah, it is great. I'm loving heel Finn already. Uh, the look in this man's eyes was different. The haircut, the swagger. We saw him on WWE backstage and you could just feel how different things were and uh I, I i love it man i am i am this was definitely out of any promotion this week that was the moment of the week finn balor and his hill turn was great and i can't wait to see where it continues to go from there you can definitely tell it's going to be a feud with him and johnny gargano and i'm looking forward to that match because that is going to be very very epic at the next takeover um Therefore, that being said, my bad. Um, like you, there really wasn't much bad to this show. Personally, I would say I have a, I, like, I guess a half bad, which for me was watching my girl, Bianca Belair, take a L. But I knew it was coming. Rhea Ripley is definitely next in the ranks for that uh, women's championship match. So I figured they were going to make them cross paths at some point. It's just for me. I hate what they're doing with Bianca Belair. It's like they're keeping her strong, but, like, I don't understand where, like, okay, you didn't give her the title when she had a chance to beat Shayna Baszler, yet you're keeping her strong, and then you have her lose to Araya Ripley, who you're clearly pushing for the title, and it's like, well, what does this leave Bianca Belair? I mean, you know, and at this rate, I'm wondering, okay, well, is she getting the call up now that her husband is officially, you know, on Raw? Does this mean they're going to put her on Raw now and be a part of the Raw women's division? Which would be great because they definitely need a kick in that uh, Raw women's division right about now. So it would be nice to have her up there, but I'm also nervous because... I don't know if Vince would really use her properly and the whole hair thing. He probably might not like that. He might try to change that. Who knows, man? Um, but that was maybe somewhat of a bad I had. And I guess my other slight bad, if I would call it that, um, for me, I would just say really, um, I kind of lost my train of thought on it, actually. It was it was there and it left me. So I guess I'm just going to ride with Bianca Belair uh, and the need improvement. I mean, NXT, as you said, man, it needs no improvement at this point. It's the best thing 
on WWE television right now. Uh, it's it's it's. I mean, they're they're great, man. You know, they they keep it coming. So for them, man, I guess the only need improvement would be let's just see what they do as far as getting out of full sale when they do these live t- television. Uh, you know, when they debut live on television, because one thing I will say that is a clear difference is just. When you see AEW in front of like over 14,000 people in an arena and then you're looking at NXT and it's kind of in a full cell university, slight four to 500 people setting, it really feels like a difference in two different shows. The wrestling is there, but the feel is very out of place. And so Mm. it'll be, you know, that's the only bit of a quote unquote need improvement for NXT. Let's just see what happens for them going forth. So other than that, great job. NXT and AEW continue to make Wednesday nights very epic. And let's go ahead and move forward to Friday night SmackDown on Fox. (laughs) (laughs) Great fans. Great fans. fans. What is, thank you, brother. You know, I've had years of practice with that. But what is your, uh, what is your good? What is your bad? And oh boy, what is your need improvement for Friday night SmackDown on Fox? Actually, before you ask that, before you add it, let me just ask you this quick question. Do you feel like SmackDown has gotten worse since they moved to Fox? Or do you think it's just in a bad spot right now? What are your thoughts? It's 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 more like they don't have I hate to say that they they have made the people on their roster like you and me had this conversation before. I just feel like SmackDown been cheated out the draft. They they don't they don't have <laughs> They don't have so like, and that's not, and that's not a bad knock about about the the talent who did get drafted because they do have Roman, they do have Brock, they do have the New Day, uh, Hill of Fast, Xavier, mm-hmm. uh, they do have uh, Kane. I don't know if he's technically SmackDown Raw because we don't know, but mm-hmm. uh, they do have these certain household names, but they don't have the talent can help like make you really want to watch. It's, it's going to be for so long where you want to watch Roman all night because we've seen that happen before. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so long where you want to watch The New Day because you know, some, cause you're going to still want to see Kofi go after the WWE It's It's, it's feel like they in the rebuilding, they're like, okay, we're on this new brand. Let's find ways to make them happy. Because mm-hmm. like, like they say, with this new deal, Fox has the final say. So I give them their props. I hope they tried. Like, the women's division, I can honestly say SmackDown women's division took a hard knock. A mm. huge hard knock. They have Sasha, of course. We're going to always put her up there. Baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nikki Cross. Uh, I'm going to only put Alexa because she approved a little bit over the time. And you can't you can't deny Vince made her to a huge star. Can't, right. can't deny that. Okay. But you got them four. Now you have Mandy Rose. I don't She's... know. On the come up, she's on the come up. They've done something with her. I don't know what they have done to slow her momentum down, but I'm still high on Mandy. She, she to me is still the today's version of Trish Stratus, and I just feel like she's not being, she's not getting the push she really deserves yet. Deserves, yeah. And so you know, but yes, 
they got Sonya Deville. Okay, I I see big things with her, especially for her for the community she's in. You know, I feel like they might push her with that one day in the future. Mm-hmm. Okay, Dana Brooke. Now I I give her props. She's been working hard because you know her and Sarah Logan was going back and forth on main event. But like, listen to the names I just named. I, I think Carmella is on SmackDown. She she got drafted SmackDown due to her relationship. She is yes, because of Corey Graves. She is on yeah, she got drafted to SmackDown. So besides that, you know, you can do you can do Nikki versus Bailey for so long. You can do uh, Sasha face turn against Bailey or Bailey face turn against Sasha for so many times. You can do Bailey against Alexa for so many times. It's 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 Unless they give those other stars a chance, you know, I'm more, you know, I'm more fans of wrestlers who go through the independence, you know, come up, you know, like Bailey and and Sasha. But you can't deny that Sonya Deville been working hard. You can't deny Manny Rose work hard. You got to give them a chance to showcase their skills. Besides that, if you Mm -hmm. don't, if you want to go by star power, SmackDown Women Division took a hard knock. They Mm -hmm. took a huge hard knock, especially with Charlotte going to Raw. Uh, Zelina Vega going to Raw. Uh, of course, Becky Lynch, of course, because she's the Raw Women's Champion. Her mm-hmm. standing on Raw is one of the biggest things in the wrestling industry. It just mm-hmm. hopefully they get some NXT call ups. That that's that's the only thing that made me kind of kind of cool down on the draft. I said hopefully they get some like Candice LeRae might go to SmackDown. Gargano mm-hmm. might go to SmackDown. You know. Finn Balor after he gets his turn up with NXT, maybe he's go he would go back to SmackDown. So uh, I'm I'm hoping. But uh, to your okay. question, I feel like SmackDown is it hadn't gotten worse. Is is not in a bad spot. I think it's more in a rebuilding spot due to bad okay. draft bad draft picks. Mm, agreed, man. That, yeah, they got to get better with these the the way they balance these drafts. I mean, uh couple years ago, at least when they did it, they had some NXT call-ups. And that's kind of what I expected from this year's draft. I thought they were going to do it with the whole network and network thing, but they did not do that, and that was the frustrating part. Maybe because NXT is now live on USA. Maybe felt so. like they had to, I don't know, you know, but, um, we'll, we'll, and, you know. And another thing and uh, upset me the most about this draft is there's no way that Kevin Owens should went to Raw when he was fighting so hard to get Shane McMahon off of SmackDown. Agreed, agreed, man. Yeah, that was that was uh, I guess that was th- they were trying to give us some shock value because that definitely was definitely unexpected. But it was one of those things where it was just like, well, what was the point of what you put us through for the past I don't know how many months now. Four. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, agreed, man. But um, what would you say going back? You know, not to get too far from what, but what would you say? Was your good, your bad, and your need improvement uh, on SmackDown for this week? Um, uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. My good, I really don't have a good, but I kind of, I'm kind of enjoying the way they doing the Brock storyline right now. The way they incorporating Ray Sun in it, I won't be shocked if Ray Mysterio's son, with, not with Brock, but I won't mm-hmm. be shocked to see Ray Mysterio's son in a match. So. I like how they incorporated him to push this crown jewel match. Mm-hmm. The bad, I did not enjoy the team Flair and the team Hogan Miz TV interview. I I I didn't enjoy that. I loved, but I did love the fact that they they starting to use Zaro. Okay, it All was right. great. To, it was great to see him on TV, but 
I didn't I didn't enjoy the team flair, the team Hogan segment. It was uh, I feel like it's then it's then promoting like promoting all the like like you talk about the tag team match. Mm-hmm. The tag team turmoil match. I feel like they should that was their chance to promote it more instead of promoting Hogan and Flair. This all is really about, you know, they can say yeah. Team Flair, Team Hogan, they team numbers. It's not about them. It's really about Flair and Hogan. This all Come this on, is man. about. Come it's on, man. A, it's not like a, a team effort. It's not like a normal tag, like like a Survivor Series type match where everybody can put their input. It's, it's, just, it's just Hogan and Flair. Like, I was shocked they even let Sami Zayn talk as much as they did. You know I mean? <laughs> oh yeah, he, he's awesome on the mic. Is you know what I mean? So, and so Man. it just seems flat. And why, I, why I need them to improve on? Honestly, just ch- mostly try to fill in, like the like I said, those bad spots they drafted. Just try to try to. No, and I also I need them to improve with Chad Gable. I know he he oh. took him. He took on. <laughs> he said in the interview that the mids. Uh, talk to him about the shortage G character, and he don't have to always be serious. But I, I he could have went a different way. He could have went to went to a Kurt Angle route. You know what I mean? When Kurt right. Angle doing the silly stuff, yeah, was, he could have went that route. But hopefully, he, the shorty G gimmick, I'm not a fan of it. But hopefully, he can. Cause Chad Gable is charismatic. I got a Chad Gable towel, so he's <laughs> charismatic. So hopefully, he can make it work. But my, that's the only improvement I love to see. Okay. Um, well, I would say uh, to make it quick on that for me, uh, I, my good, if I guess the best part I found of that show was more so like um, I would say it was just Brock, man, doing what Brock does, beating people up. However, actually, you know what? That's my good and my bad because <laughs> it's good for me because it was dope seeing Brock do what he does, you know, attacking Kane and, and Ray and, and, and Dominique backstage like that. And the way he just tossed little old Ray into the wall. Very reminiscent of uh, when Kevin Nash tossed him into the side of the trailer back in the <laughs> Nitro days. Uh, you know, Life's a Botch fans just know there is a video that's going to come very soon with both of those videos. I'm going to construct it to get you guys to see what I'm talking about with that. Um, so look for that on the Instagram page. But yeah, there was that. And um, the reason why it also makes my bad is because first of all, please tell me what makes sense out of this. This is WWE logic. Before that even happened, Rey Mysterio is out with Cain Velasquez cutting a promo and talking, saying, in third person, Dominique wanted me to give you guys my thing, you know, this and that. Dominique wanted me to let you guys know he's okay. Uh, Before that even happened, there was a video of the three of them backstage talking. Okay, Dominique was in the building and we knew that. So why the heck would you have Rey Mysterio talking about Dominique wants me to, t- like he's not even in the building. Ray, we know he's there because we saw the video unless they just didn't mean to show it. We saw he was back there with you and Kane. And then what really got me was why did you guys even leave him back there in the first place if you knew that Brock was in the building? And logic. So, WWE logic. So the WWE logic just made that a good and a bad segment for me because I was trying to understand, wait a minute, 
did y'all really just try to play us like we were stupid, not knowing Dominique? We knew he was there the whole time. That just made everything stupid. Between that and the whole doctor trainer going, guys, 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 there's a room, there's a room, there's a room. Back up, back up. And over, we're like, bro, we get it. Is that your only line? Like the acting was horrible. Guys, I need space. I need space. It's like, okay, bro, (laughs) we get it. So. Yeah, there was that, but uh, my need improvement for SmackDown, just, uh, SmackDown, can you please, please just get back to the SmackDown I used to know and love. Yes, yes, the SmackDown, SmackDown. I used to love, please, because I, I, I used to love watching SmackDown more of the two shows. It was always my favorite brand, and now... Just I don't know. Did you bring up Ted to your eye when SmackDown not the SmackDown you used to be? I just I don't know what it is, man. I just I can't watch it like I and and in loving what I used to. But uh, I will highlight it and end it on this positive note for them for WWE as a whole. I love WWE backstage a lot. It is a very awesome show. And next and outside of NXT. That is definitely the best thing WWE has running on television right now. And but, it just started. Um, even though that's technically Fox more so than yes, WWE. Sir. Um, so yeah, props to Fox, I guess, for making that seem like an ESPN first take kind of thing in the form of wrestling. I really love those promo segments that they do where they have like a, a athlete who's a big fan of wrestling come out and they, you know, talk about how they always wanted to be a wrestler or they're just a big fan and they'll have Booker T or Christian probably next week. It might be Paige or somebody they got to cut a promo on and, and just, it's, it's really dope. Um, so yeah, keep that up. Uh, I hope that show does completely well. Cause it is amazing, and I like it a lot better than I like SmackDown. I'll tell you that. So that being said, um, let's go ahead and get into these final two segments before we uh, wrap the show up. Ladies yes, sir. So my oos, I got a uh, new segment I'm debuting with you, my friend. Yes, this sir. It's called Baby Face or Heel, okay? Ooh. And so basically, to my Life's a Botch listeners listening, this podcast segment called Babyface or Heel, as you know, the babyface is the good guy. The heel is the bad guy, you know? And so we took that and I I created this segment to basically, it just doesn't apply to only wrestling. This also applies to just entertainment and life in general right now. So, Brother Darren, I'm going to start off with a couple of wrestling ones, and then we'll go outside of the ring, and I want you to basically choose whether you're going to be heel or babyface on that topic, okay? So, here we go. For the first segment, the leaders of the following factions are going to approach you to recruit you to join their faction. Which would you choose, and how will you go about it? So, your choices are... The NWO, Degeneration mm. X, mm. The Undisputed Era, The New Day, The Heart Foundation, The Bullet Club, The Four Horsemen, The oh. Nexus, The Main Event Mafia, The Aces and Eights, and last but not least, The Nation of Domination. Which faction, all of those leaders, oh. approach you and try to recruit you, 
Which do you choose and how do you go about it? Baby oh, face. Okay. Oh my God. Um wow. Um wow. Just like wow. Okay. Um <laughs> Okay. Is it fair if I could do like three? We're gonna narrow it down to one just because we have some other segments. So okay, it's one, one. literally okay. just one you have to choose. Ooh, one. Um just because I'm rocking the armband right now. Mm-hmm. Just because they are the it thing on NXT because the leader is hellacious in the ring and on the microphone. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go with the Undisputed Era as the faction to choose. <laughs> um, okay. You know, I, I love entertaining people. You know, I love, I'm just a people person, but mm-hmm. my goal is to try out a heel run. So the Undisputed Era would be the group I would turn heel with. Mm, okay. I would turn here, but I'll do it. I I would do it, made it seem like I'm going against them. Okay. Going against them. So it would be, let's say, me and my tag team partner, let's say, it'd be a slap in the face. Mm-hmm. Me and my tag team partner, we created a story like we grew up as huge Shawn Michaels fans. And we in the ring with Adam, Adam Cole. We in the ring with Adam Cole. Picture it, just picture it. A 25 minute match going on. Fans on fire. We all on the ground. We knocked out. Let's say Bobby Fish was his. No, Roger Strong, the tag team partner. My tag team partner knocked out Roger Strong. And then we in the ring just looking at each other for a double super kick on Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. We pumping the crowd on the years. Oh! Soon as Adam Cole stands up, turn around, super kick to my tag team partner. Mmm. Okay. Okay. Adam Cole X shot. Throw the undisputed arrow uh, hand signal. And walk out of the ring. All right. Okay. 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 So, um, going on to the next question within this segment, you're pitched a storyline to work with one of the following married women. Okay. As your newfound mistress and possible baby mama. Oh, what Lord. do you tell management, and how do you go about it? So, your choices are. Lana, Naomi, <laughs> Maria, <laughs> or Renee Young. What do you tell management and how do you go about it if they pitch this to you backstage? Uh, if Okay, if I had to choose one, if I have to choose with a storyline, it would probably be Renee Young. Mm-hmm. And Interesting. Renee Young because I know she could be make the story charismatic. Okay. Uh, uh, if I didn't want to do it, it would be it 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 was because for personal personal reasons. I don't understand it's the entertainment aspect, but it's the way social media works and kayfabe is we could go ahead now. It's dead. Everybody know everything. Everybody. Know. I just don't want to insult the fans. So I, mm. I don't, I, and no longer that fans who know, like younger fans who don't know about Cafe, but they know that Renee Young is married to John Moxley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's gonna hurt them hearts. They're gonna be like, oh, Renee Young not a good woman. So I would, that that would be the only reason why, basically for their marriage and and for younger fans' sake, that would be the reason why I would decline that storyline. Okay, okay. Um, so we're going babyface on that option for sure. Yeah, babyface, babyface. <laughs> Okay, okay. So, 
these last four that I have for you, these are all non-wrestling topics. So, okay. here we go. <clears throat> Joker beats Deadpool as the highest-grossed rated R movie ever. Are okay. you going babyface or heel to that news? And what do you have to say about that? I'm going to go heel because yeah. if if that makes me a heel because I'm a Marvel guy. And mm-hmm. there's no way no I'm in a DC movie outdoing a Marvel movie. I refuse <laughs> to let that happen. I okay. Refuse, I would act like I'm all DC and pull a Triple H when they thought <laughs> DX was coming back in 2002. Oh, okay. DC, you're overrated. It's my time. Ooh, it's my right. time. Okay. I'm, it's like Triple H theme song. It's my time. We're pulling that 2002 Triple H turning on Shawn Michaels. Okay. You, wait, you overrated. Get out of here. <laughs> okay, okay. You heard it here, folks. Well, all right, let's go to the next one. Um, this didn't happen recently, but this was from my time when I went to SmackDown. Uh, actually, it was the second to last SmackDown on USA when they came here to Atlanta. Um, I'm pretty sure you watched SmackDown that, that week, and you probably might remember when um, <clears throat> Offset came and introduced... Miss Charlotte Flair, the queen, wearing a pink Ric Flair robe. What is your reaction to when you saw that? Are you going face or are you going baby? Are you going uh, heel on that aspect? I'm going. I'm going baby face only because it brought the the entertainment value to it. I'm going baby face. I'm supporting it. I'm hyping it up. I'm like, yeah, Offset. There you go, my guy. There you go, my friend. <laughs> there you go, my friend. There okay. you got it. You rocking the. Hey, like you say, you got that Ric Flair drip. There you go, man. Come on, babyface. <laughs> I'm going babyface. Okay, okay. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here. Okay, so the final two in this segment here. Uh, Cardi B joins the Fast and Furious cast for Fast and Furious 9. What are you saying to that? Are you going babyface or are you going heel? Babyface. Any opportunity to bring any attention positive? Uh, Nick, can, we can't we can't like Cardi B. You can say whatever you want. Hey, Nicki Minaj fans, I know you're listening. You, you can say anything you want about Cardi B. It's, 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 she's a superstar. So <laughs> her entertainment value, you can bring fans who never seen the Fast the Fast uh, franchise. So going babyface, welcome her with open arms. Come on. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Well, man, um, the last and final one, and I know my producer is listening in on this one, and I'm pretty sure I know which route he's going. So, Derek, as you're listening, you're probably cracking up because I know as soon as I say this one, he's probably going all heel on this one. But nonetheless, Kanye West just released his Jesus is King gospel album that came out this past Saturday. And, uh, Tell me something, brother. I don't know if you had a chance to listen, but just in the idea of it, are you taking this news? Are you going babyface or heel on this? I'm, 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 I'm a, I'm a, who, uh, <laughs> is tweener is an option? <laughs> Ooh. Tweener is an option? Tweener Twain- tw- normally would be an option, but for this segment, since it's babyface uh, or heel, you definitely have to choose one. Uh, okay. I have to go. Uh, <laughs> baby face or heel. Baby face or heel. Uh, baby face, maybe. 
because this won't be his first time trying to dip in that that genre. And if, if anybody know Jesus Walk, you cannot lie and say you had Jesus Walk. You can't lie and say you didn't have that song in your playlist. You, could, mm. you can't lie. You can't lie. Jesus Walk was. Mm, no way. I take it back. I'm going heel. Going oh, heel. Going the heel. switch has happened. The heel. switch has happened. Kanye Thank is a you. Musical... <laughs> <laughs> Kanye oh, because that Kanye mess is absolute garbage. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> That is garbage. Kanye, Kanye, Kanye West went went into to the uh, to the sunken place and lost his talent. That is absolute trash. And I respect it. I respect you saying that, Derek. We need some sound effects for that one. That is absolute trash. And anyone can hit me up and 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 debate me on that if you want. That is garbage. And we waited. And you know what? What pissed me off? We waited this entire summer mm, for 27 minutes. <laughs> hey, and I give you your props. Like what you the hell? <laughs> hey, look there. I give you your props when you say he went to the summer place and lost his talent because I'll be honest with you. The last great Kanye West album was it was probably AOA Heartbeat with Heartless and all that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. The Yeezys album Garbage. Well, well hold on. Oh, Life, Life of Pablo was really good. Life of Pablo was pretty good. Yeah. I take it back. Wait, yeah. wait, don't die. Yeah. But, but yeah, this, this, <laughs> I don't know how you become saved and lose like your talent. I don't know how all of a sudden you're you're making a gospel album and you can't even rhyme two lyrics. And that is absolute trash. And I don't care what anyone says. Hit me up oh. at Derek OTS. Hit me up. I am fine with that. I, that was garbage. And look, oh. and I gave it. I gave it so much. Oh. Like, I was kind of prepared for it because the way he changed uh, Aaliyah, uh, oh. like he he changed the Aaliyah song. It, it was good. So I was like, okay. Yeah, maybe. you you thought that anything you saw for the Sunday <laughs> service was gonna actually be a prerequisite for what we we're gonna hear on the album, right? Absolutely right. wrong. Right. This dude. I don't know how you become a Christian and you're still a Trump supporter. I, like, I'm going to tell you right now, Uh-oh. this is garbage, and he can go ahead and retire. I don't want to hear anymore. I don't want to hear it. Be comfortable oh. with your daddy Yeezys and, and, and your daddy's shoes and, 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 and go somewhere oh. else. I don't want to hear that. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, that is the life of Botch Podcast. You have heard it. <laughs> Your thoughts, that is what, that's what we do with this new segment called Baby Face or Heal, people. That's how you heard it right there. And that's exactly why I had to end it with that one, because I knew that would be the juiciest. <laughs> I, I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to break that one out, baby. My... You guys can't disappoint. Just wait. Guys, if you love that segment, listeners, if you love this segment, make sure you tweet. OTS and make sure you tweet Life's a Botch Podcast so we can bring you more baby face or heel segments and just keep them coming. If you got ideas on what you want us to cut baby face or heel on, just go ahead and send it to the OTS feed or send it to the Life's a Botch Podcast feed. Trust me, man. It's going to get juicier from here. But I thank you, gentlemen. Um, <clears throat> man, I don't even know if I have to do this final segment. Brother Derek knows what I do in the final, final segments. <laughs> but the way you guys just just 
did my boy Kanye. I don't even know if I need to do no my two-minute promo right now. There's Normally, no I end this show with a two-minute promo. So, Brother Darren Oos, next time we get you on, I'm going to have you do your two-minute promo. All right. To end the show. But in this moment, that's it. That that The mic is dropped. I mean, I... <laughs> the mic is dropped. That is it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that is a wrap. That is the Life's a Botch podcast. Be sure you are following us at Life's a Botch podcast. Life's a Botch on Facebook. Join the group. Like the page. Also, make sure you are following OTS Guys, the On the Sideline podcast. Make sure you are following. And... Um, Real quick, Brother Darren, tell the people where they can find you and keep up with your progress becoming a pro wrestler. All right, you guys, man. You can follow me on Instagram, out of Made Out of Passion. You can follow me on Twitter, French Prince Made. You can actually subscribe to my newly made YouTube channel, which I had my first video up on Fresh Prince of 901. Subscribe over there. And if you have your Snapchat, it is Darren2TOO. Fly. All right, all right. And of course, Brother Derek, since you did tune in, go ahead and give them your information on where to follow and also tell them about the OTS. Uh everything's OTS guys. Um, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um and I mean actually we we actually uh celebrated our one year uh mark on the twenty fourth. So, yeah. Hey, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hey, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, so there's more definitely more to come. Um and I'm excited for what's about to happen. Uh we, we got a lot of stuff in store for everyone. So come stay on tuned. Now. Stay tuned. Look, uh y'all know this is the Life's of Botch Podcast. We love to keep it comical, but real quick in this moment, I'm just gonna say happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday. Oh yes, guys, yeah, yeah. Oh yes, guys, yeah, guys, yeah, yeah. Oh yes, guys. That's right. That's how we do it here on the Life's of Botch Podcast. This is your boy, the highlight reel himself, the Botch King. And once again, I will see you guys on next week. Be sure you tune in, subscribe, leave a review, and we'll talk to you next time. Got some great guests coming. Peace!